we have chosen about 10 psalms uh, to focus in on. Uh, if we did all the psalms, it'd take more than three years. But this particular uh, psalm we're going to be focusing on today is Psalm 101. So 101. So if you have your copy of God's Word, I invite you to, to turn to that. And uh, we, we will, um, uh, you could use your digital copy or your printed copy or we have the words on the screen and, and so on and so forth. We've, uh, we've done two weeks of this. And uh, the first week we, we uh, went through Psalm 1. Last week we went through Psalm 15. And then this psalm is Psalm 101. And so with this psalm, we get to see some words of David. Now, David did not write every single one of these psalms that are in uh, this particular book. Um, but this particular one, Psalm 101, he did write. And as you know, David is known as a man after God's own heart. And even with the good stuff and the bad stuff, we see David just pursue God, pursuing the heart of God, relentless in that. Yes, did he, did he fall down? Yes. Did he get up? Absolutely. But he kept going, pursuing the heart of God. And really, all of us in this room, those who are watching online or listening, we all want to pursue the heart of God. And particularly this, this message, it's not just for men today, however, but I will be speaking to uh, fathers in a, in a variety of ways. But every biblical principle we share today, everyone in this room or watching online can, um, can apply what we're going to be talking about uh, today. So as you read this particular psalm, you could see a lot of biblical principles that help make David a man after God's own heart. It showed evidence of that in his life. Now, biblical scholars believe this particular psalm was written right before or right after David took the throne of, of the king of Israel and, and the, unified, uni, uh, the unified kingdom of Judah and Israel. And so he actually took the uh, reign of, of a king of Judah first and then eventually into um, the reign of Israel. And then they were unified kingdoms. And, um, but David wrote this psalm around that time period. Just to be able to say, almost like when, when a new president steps into office, a, a godly president steps into office, they would, uh, they would be able to say things like, I'm gonna follow the Lord, I'm gonna do what the Lord you know, um, wants uh, me to do, and I'm gonna be a man of prayer, and so on and so forth. So David, this right here is a psalm for that. Now, I think that this particular psalm goes really well with fathers, and what we can um, do in our lives and to apply in our lives. So we're going to read uh, these eight verses. It's just eight verses long. So we're going to read Psalm 101, and then we're going to dissect it a little bit. So let's, uh, let's read. I will sing of your love and justice to you, Lord. I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with what is evil. Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land that they may dwell with me. The one whose walk is blameless will minister to me. 
No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. Every morning I will put to silence all the wicked in the land. I will cut off every evildoer from the city of the Lord. Would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come before you. Thanking you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Your word which is so alive, even though this is written many, many years ago. And we believe with all our hearts these words can be applied to us today. So, Lord, let these words sink into our hearts, our soul, our minds. Let us be able to apply them and to understand them. In Jesus' name, amen. As you read that psalm, you can, you can really almost see this sort of promise to God. God, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be this type of leader to, to, to the people that I lead. Guys, we could use similar words to say, I'm going to be this type of leader to my family, to my children, to my wife, and to anybody that I lead in this life. And so David begins the instructions of to be a man after, after uh, God's own heart. It begins with praise, to be a man of praise. This entire instruction comes from the, the Bible's hymn book, which is the book of Psalms right in the heart of the Bible, and to become a man after God's own heart, we need to be men of praise. We must praise the Lord with our lips as an overflow of what's in our hearts. Now, I believe there's fewer things more inspiring than having your kids stand next to you or sit next to you in the car or wherever you're at when you're singing to the Lord. Now, you're saying there's, there's no way that is an inspiration at all, Frank. You, 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 you don't know how bad I sing. I do know how bad some of you sing. And yes, it is an inspiration to not only the Lord, but to your kids. Because your kids, even if they, they chuckle and they tease about your voice, it doesn't matter. They love to hear you sing. They love to watch you sing. They love to see what's in your heart. So guys, I would encourage you, when you're here at church, don't look around to see who else is singing. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I want you and I encourage you to just sing out to the Lord. And it doesn't matter uh, how, um, how good or how bad of a voice you have. We try to keep the volume up enough to where we can't even hear you anyway, right? But it's really all about what's coming as an overflow of your heart. So be a man of praise, not just with your singing, okay? With thanksgiving, when you come before God, think about the things in your life that you can give God praise for. David starts it off right by saying, look, you, you, gotta, be, you gotta be a man of praise, and this, not only does it mean personally, but also means in your, in your home life as well. You need to watch to see what kind, of, what kind of music is coming into your home. Gentlemen, I would encourage you to, to sort of be that watchdog and to understand if, if there's filth that's in your home, and I know it's hard to, trust me, I, I get it. When you got kids walking around with headphones, you don't understand, you can't hear everything that they're that they're hearing. But when you're able to speak into their, into their life and in their, into their heart and encourage them to listen to things that are not 
um, against God's word and listen to things that are uplifting. And you want to do everything you can to bring the right music into your home, which means, guys, you need to show your kids what to listen to, which means you need to listen to that yourself. Now, there's all kinds of music out there that's, that's not bad. Uh, there, there's a lot of country music that I listen to. It's like, hey, this is, good, this is good music, right? There's some good songs from the 80s, you know, the best, you know, decade ever. You know, there, there's some great songs from the 80s that, that you know, that aren't bad, and, and, I, and I listen to those, but I also want to make sure I'm listening to some, some praise songs, some worship songs, either in the car or around the house or whatever. And I, and I love that my kids periodically will put that on just to, you know, just to listen to at night or whatever, because it, it feeds into their soul. So guys, I want to encourage you to, to usher in that praise. And, and you know, there's no excuse because music can be accessible now more than ever. You don't need to buy a, a cassette, a CD, an LP, you don't need to do that. You've got music at your disposal anytime, anywhere, any song, any artist. So gentlemen, take advantage of that. Be a man of praise. I want to encourage you. Let praise enter into your day. It doesn't need to be the only thing you listen to, but let praise be a part of your day. Uh, a second way to be a man after God's own heart, to follow after David um, is to live with purity. We see this uh, right there in, um, in verse two and the first part of three, where it says, I will be careful to leave a, um, lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will conduct the affairs in my house with a blameless heart. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. We talked a little bit about blameless last week, and blameless doesn't mean perfect. It doesn't mean without sin. Blameless is a, is, is a reference to your reputation. It does, um, it does not mean sinless. It just uh, implies that um, someone who's blameless has no room for criticism from others. They, they just live a life that others really have no reason to criticize uh, because, you know, maybe it's a little shady. There's no shadiness uh, going on. So, gentlemen, I want to encourage you. Do not give your family a reason to, to, to second-guess your walk with Jesus. Do not give them a reason to second-guess your walk with Jesus. And, and let me tell you, trust me, your kids can pick up on fake. Your family, your wife can pick up on fake. We want to make sure, guys, that we are legit, that we are true. Now, we're going to make mistakes. When when you mess up, fess up. When you mess up, just fess up. And you will receive the respect that you may not deserve, but you will receive the respect. Why? Because your kids and your spouse, your wife, would see that and would see your heart and would say, you know what? Everybody makes mistakes. He's fessing up because he messed up. So I would encourage you, do not give your kids your wife, a reason to second guess your walk with Jesus. You, uh, this verse also says you, uh, verses say you will um, 
Also live with purity when you don't look at vile things. Looking at vile things is a direct opposite of the, of the holy word. So guys, you need to do everything you can to remove temptation. And not just from your eyes, but from your family's eyes. And we've talked about this many times. And obviously this is a big, to- big topic, especially with uh, people having phones at their availability. Use the opportunity as the father of your house to filter what's coming into your home. And if you, if you ever have questions on, on how to do that, just reach out to me. Not that I'm an expert, but I, I've been able to have to you know, test very, various systems to try to figure out what is the best thing to um, help filter what could be coming into, into a house. Um, I've also learned that uh, with the phone, the best way to filter is from the phone itself. Put passwords on that. Say, I pay for that. Until you're 18, this is, this, is, uh, this is my responsibility. And so I would encourage you guys to, to filter the vile things, and not just from your kid's phone, but from your phone as well. So it, it's very important uh, for that. So make sure that you have no vile, that you're not looking at vile things. And, and also, you want, to, you want to stand up for that. And so this also means, guys, if you're, if you're walking by the television set and something comes on or something, the kids have to be watching something and happen to be watching something, and if, if uh, there's a, um, uh, you know, cuss word or something that flashes on the screen that's like, whoa, 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 this, this is not good. Guys, I encourage you, turn it off. You have every right. Your kids will be mad. So what? Turn it off. Because let me tell you something, when you don't turn it off, then it, you show your approval. You show your approval. Um, I've, I've actually been in, the, in a movie theater and with popcorn in hand and got, got up and walked out of a PG-13 movie, okay? Why? Because, not that I'm holier than now, because it was showing things that were against God's word and to me, it crossed a line. So family, popcorn, here we go. Were they upset? Sure. But they understood. They understand where I stand. So you always want to make sure that they understand where you stand in regard to vile things. So you want to be a man of praise. You want to be a man of purity, Another way David shows this is in uh, the second part of verse 3. So second part of verse 3 going to verse 5, it shows how to be protective against evil. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with what is evil. Whoever slanders our neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. Guys, we simply cannot tolerate evil in your life and in your home. In this set of verses, David sort of seems in sort of a fight mode. He's using some stronger language here. And just to remind you, David has, David has killed thousands and thousands of people as, um, as God has given him that authority as a, as, a, as a warrior and has given him that favor 
against the enemies of Israel. He has killed thousands of people. So he is a warrior. And so he kind of goes into sort of this protective fight mode here. He's being a protector against those who have a faithless heart, a heart of perversion, a deceitful heart, and a proud heart. It's all about the heart. And those are things that are opposite of a man who's chasing after the heart of God, a man after God's own heart. If we want to be a man after God's own heart, chasing the heart of God, be a godly man, then we want to make sure that we protect ourselves and our family against those of a faithless heart, perversion, deceitfulness, and pride. You know, men were created to fight. It's in our nature. God created us to fight. The problem is we often fight the wrong things. Those distractions that keep us focused away from the real fight. So you want to protect your family? Don't start with guns and ammo. I'm not saying that guns and ammo are wrong, okay? But don't start with guns and ammo. That's not, that's not where, the, where the, the, the main battle begins. The main battle begins in the heart. And your job as, as a father is to do everything you can. You're, you're not going to block everything, but you need to try your best to protect your family against things that could come into the heart of your children and your wife. Do everything you can to be that guardian, to protect. And this starts with you getting to know your Savior, getting to know his word. This will help you to identify the fake from the real. This will help you to identify the perversion that comes in, that could be coming into your, into your family from various people. Maybe your kids know or, you know, various people, you know, in, in your neighborhood or even in your extended family. You've got to do everything you can to protect them of that. We must educate ourselves on what is out there. I saw this week, you may have seen this. This makes me want to throw up. I'm not going to, but it, it's amazing what is on TV. And during this Pride Month of June, I saw, not on the TV, but this, it is on this particular channel, of Nicanolian and the Cartoon Network. A video of a drag queen singing all about Pride Month and singing all about what the colors of the rainbow mean. Now, let me tell you something. People who are confused about that, we're going to love them 100%, because God loves them as much as he loves you, 100%. We will love, we don't start with the sin, we start with them just not knowing Jesus. And if they get to know Jesus, then that change is going to happen from the inside out. But let me tell you something. It doesn't mean that we have to tolerate what the evil in this world tries to propagate to our children. We don't need to tolerate that. 
we need to understand what is out there. And we need to say, no way, Jose. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna have this, this, um, this channel on. There, there's, there's a popular show called Blues, Clues, and You. Where Blues Clues, now when my kids were little, it was just Blues Clues. It was a great show. It's a clean show. I watched it. I like Blues Clues. There have been many times, me and one of my children, when they were little, we'd start watching Blues Clues. They'd get bored and get up, and I'm still watching Blues Clues. I'm hooked on Blues Clues. But Blues Clues and you, the sort of newer version of that, it's got perversion in it. It's got propaganda in it. It's got confusion in it. And we as, as men, and it's not just men, okay? Ladies, you need to help with this as well. And, and, and I would imagine most of, you all, uh, most of you all are already doing this. But just knowing that this stuff is out there, we've got to make sure that we are a protector for what is there. We have got to educate ourselves. The world has these other things spinning here, keeping your attention while other things are happening. That's, that's what's going on. We're being fooled, and we need to understand what is happening. So guys, we have to wake up. Wake up, men. The war is at your door. The war is at your door. It's a right. And it's not an intruder that you can shoot with your gun, okay? It's someone who's already entered your home very secretly, and he's already there. So guys, we need to be, we need to be men who protect, just like David shows. We need to be men of praise, men of purity, uh, a protective man. He goes on to say in verse 6 and 7, as we, as we move on, and, and this, this talks about how we need to be a prudent man. Prudent means to be vigilant or discerning. We need to be very discerning. So right there in verse six through seven, it says this. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land that they may dwell with me. The one whose walk is blameless will minister to me. No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house no one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. The people that will speak into the most intimate and important parts of David's life will be those whose resolve is also to walk faith, faithfully with the Lord and glorify him. Gentlemen, we want to surround ourselves. We want to surround ourselves with godly people as as shown right there in verse six. Godly people. You wanna be selective about who is in your inner circle. And I've kind of explained this in the past. The way to sort of deal with different groups is you have different circles in your life. You have your, your circle of friends, your very close circle of friends who are in the same circle as you. Now that circle needs to be pretty tight. And then you have maybe a, a circle over here that's really not that far that you can kind of hop over into. But those guys or those people may not be, they're not as close. You don't keep them as close 
as, as these people. These people right here should be towers of, of, of faith, pillars of faith, men in your life that you look up to, you can trust, you can pray with, and guys that can walk beside you, and guys that can call you out on that. I have some guys in my life, some of those guys are sitting in this room, that I have surrounded myself. Some, some of the guys aren't sitting in this room. And it doesn't mean that they, they're very close proximity, like, like, you know, geographically. One of the guys in a circle didn't even live in Georgia. But guess what? I, I, I keep him close. Because <laughs> anytime I, 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 I need some advice, he's one of the guys I call or text or whatever. But so you have this, this, this close circle and you have these different circles of, of people. And so the, the guys in the inner circle, you wanna be extremely selective. And not just your circles, guys. You need to help your kids to identify who these circles are. You need to use this analogy with this. A, a great way to do this is get you some hula hoops, okay? No, don't. That would look goofy if you want to do that. That's, that's between you and your kids. But just get some hula hoops, go to the dollar store, and just lay them out, okay, in your house or yard or whatever. Stand in one of them and say, this is my close circle of friends. And then ask your, your son or your daughter to stand in that circle. You step out and ask that son or daughter. Now, you step in this circle. Who are those people? Who are those friends that are, are part of this circle? People that can make you better, that can draw you closer to the Lord, that, that, that you can follow and live their life according to the word. They're perfect. Nobody's going to be that. But then, then say, okay, what about this circle? And get, have another hula hoop over here. What about this? And then you have other hula hoops that are much farther away. And as we get further in this, in, in verse 7, I'll show you that. But we're, as we talk specifically about the people in this circle, you can ask your children those questions. Who are these people that are right here? Who are the, who are the people speaking into your life? You don't want, guys, you don't want shady men as your close friends. You don't want shady men as your close friends. And then as we move on to verse 7, verse 7 describes the other part of the prudent man. Prudent meaning dil, um, um, be able to decipher um, and discern those people who need to be in the inner circle or those people who need to be on the far-reaching circle. So just as important surrounding yourself with godly people, it's just as important to keep those who don't follow the Lord away from your presence. You want dishonest people and liars, like he says in verse 7, to stay far away from you. This brings a sort of a no compromise approach to the people in your life. No compromise means without agreement. That's what no compromise means. Without agreement, if you're concerned about what people may think about you or that you may hurt people's feelings by disagreeing with their lifestyle, then you're not showing the evidence of a prudent man. Now, this doesn't mean that you never associate with people who are lost. We don't, we don't preach that. We don't live that way. In fact, our, our mission statement is we point people to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ 
his church and his world. That's, that's, that's what we're called to do. And so in order to do that, you need to associate with people who are, who are lost, people who don't know Jesus. You need to um, have those conversations on the sports field rather than just sitting on your phone. Develop those conversations. Talk to people. Try to see where people are at. But let me tell you something. The people who are far from God do not need to be in your inner circle because let me tell you what, they will drag you down. They will drag you down. It means that they're in a circle in your life, one, absolutely, but they're not in one of the very close circles. So guys, we need to be very prudent, wise, discerning of who, what men are in which circles in your life. And that's what David is saying in verses six through seven. So we need to be a man of praise. We need to be a man of purity. We need to be protective. We need to be prudent. And finally, David shows us to be a persistent man with these actions because it's the only way these things will stick. If you want to be, be a man of praise and, and a man of purity, be protective and be prudent, those four characteristics, you need to do it on a consistent basis. You need to be persistent about it. And it's right there in verse eight, the last verse of this chapter. Every morning I will put to silence all the wicked in the land. I will cut off every evildoer from the city of the Lord. I think the two, more, the two most important words in that, in, in that passage are the first two, every and morning. Every and morning. Building these godly traits of praise, purity, being protective, being prudent. Building these godly traits must be visited every day. We need to be persistent. This should not happen when we feel like it or when we just think about it. It needs to be something that we ask ourselves every day. We need to ask questions such as this. What reasons do I have to give God praise? What reasons do I have to give God praise? Surely, you could think of reasons to give God praise in your life. Uh, another question. What impure things are still in my life? That's an important question. What impure things are in my life or in my home? Another question, am I doing all I can to protect those who love me from evil? Am I doing everything I can as the father, as the husband, to protect those I love most from evil? And then the fourth and final question, who is in my inner circle? Who needs to be moved out? Who is in my inner circle and who needs to be moved out. All of these four things deal with the four characteristics that we talked about. A man of praise, a man of purity, a man who protects, and a man who is prudent, who is discerning and wise about who needs to go in what circles of his life. So that last verse, 
the two most important words are every. So there's your persistence, every. And then the second word is mourning. This shows a commitment to do what is right at the first light. To do what is right at the first light. We need to be quick and not procrastinate to do what is right. So start the morning every day with questions like this. Just your time with the Lord. And, and, and there's nothing special about these questions. Feel free to, to use these questions. But they need to be similar questions in your life. Just to ask the Lord in your time with him. And that time could be sitting on the couch in the morning, drinking your coffee. It could be riding to work. It could be working in the yard, whatever it means. But the, but the earliest time you could do that, the better, because you've got a whole day that God has given you. And you can become aware of what is happening if you ask these kinds of questions. What reasons, God, do I have to give you praise? Oh, and let me list them. Let me list them. What impure things are in my life. Oh, I know what they are. God, I confess those to you. I confess those to you. Lord, am I doing everything I can to protect my family? What, what am I missing? What am I missing to protect your family? Lord, show me that. And then finally, who's, who's in my inner circles? And who, and who needs to go out of that inner circle? Because who is right here? will make a big difference in your life. So guys, I, I, wanna, I wanna close this message, and this not just for the guys. Ladies, I'm sure you can gain some insight into your life as well, and these are great questions for all of us. And those watching online, I encourage you to ask yourself these questions. But I want you to spend some time here just for a few minutes. I want you to Look at this screen, and we're gonna have these questions up here. And as the questions come up at the end here, I want you to ask yourselves these questions just in the moment between you and the Lord. And I want you to spend some time in prayer. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me pray first, and then I'm gonna give you some time to look these questions over, take stock into what you have. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And Lord, just thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you for preserving this psalm of David that we could talk about it and we can use it in our life to help us uh, be people who are after your heart. And I pray, Father, that every heart here today can truly say it belongs to you. But Lord, if there aren't hearts here today or watching online that can say that, I pray, Lord, you knock, on, you knock on the door of the heart, you speak to the heart, that you help them to understand that you love them, you died for them, you want what's best for them, you are cheering them on. And I pray, Father, that you do a work in their heart like only you can do. So as you continue to bow your head and close your eyes, I just... I want to ask you this question. If you've never accepted Christ as Savior, I want to make sure that you have that opportunity. 
And that simple, that simple prayer goes something like this. You can just repeat after me. It's real simple. Say, Father God, I believe that you sent Jesus. I may not understand it all, but I have faith. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Please forgive me my sin. Please come into my life. I give my heart to you. Help me to live for you. And help me share you with others. In Jesus' name, amen. So in the next few moments, I want you to just sit there in the quietness of this room. Don't get on your phone unless you want to type these questions down, which is fine. But I want you to just look these over. And I want you to ask yourself, this question, these questions in the silence of this moment.